come back to part two. Yay, two. Here we are. It seems it seems like we were just recording part one. <laughs> were we? It was only yesterday. It was only like ten seconds ago. Okay. Um, so at this point, uh, Elizabeth is at Castle Chesty, and um, she is told by this witch in the woods... Um, let me back up. So in 1909, Anna Darvolia suffered a blinding stroke. And at this point, Bathory started turning to a forest witch, Ursi Majorova, a.k.a. Mistress, uh, Mistress of Miava, for advice. It was Majorova that told the countess that blood of noble girls would provide power for black magic practices, often used for protection and to cast curses on enemies. Because of this, the lady opened a finishing school for noble girls <laughs> called the Gynecium, I'm going to say. Is that where gynecologists came from? I think, yeah, gyne. <laughs> well, I think, uh, yeah, I think it has to, I don't know what gynem, was it vagina? I don't know what gyne means. I don't, women? don't know. Women? I don't know if it means women or vagina. I don't know. Do you want to? Do you want to continue? Uh, so I don't uh, have anything on this. No, no, it's her. Uh, so, um, Marjova, mm-hmm. Majorova. Is that my Majorova. Majorova. Um, so she began supplying the countess with potions, spells, and magical cakes. Mm, cakes. <laughs> Sounds delicious. <laughs> um, so rumors um, had not found out have had not yet found their way. To the aristocrats, and this was um, was easy picking at first, basically. So the uh, was is it Bathory would recruit women mm-hmm. um, as she traveled, and uh, the news of the girls disappearing spread when she would visit. Families would hide their daughters because oh shit, she's coming to town. <laughs> Put her in the basement. <laughs> hide your kids. Hide your wife. <laughs> um. Because everybody getting murdered. Right? <laughs> um, so she, Bathory was getting, um, you know, anxious because she hates, you know, festivities. And she would actually hire and assemble individuals that went traveling, recruiting girls far, far away where they don't know of her. She's clever. Yeah. As far away as uh, Vienna, I think I even read. Yeah. And so and people were actually paid off very well. And um, uh, and those they employed in towns and cities came, would cannibalize their own kin. Yeah, they'd, they'd be like, hey, so, so, not all of them, obviously, but some, right. of, some of them that even knew would be like, sure, take my daughter. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Give me some money. Money is good. I need some fucking money. Because also back then, right, women weren't thought of as being very important. So Yeah. I, don't, just I already have babies. a son. I don't need this this daughter. You know, give me the give me the hundred gold or whatever. It's horrible. Um. So. Uh, yeah, this name is fucked, dude. Michael Herwoyth. Yeah, uh, provisor of the castle stated one could hear every day the sounds of beatings being heard from her. Ganicaeum. Yeah, it? sure, that works. Including the crying and lamenting of the beaten girls. The fact that they were beaten more and more often and that they could be heard crying changed nothing, end quote. Terrible. It's, I wonder if it was like 
God, there were always just three girls there, but for some reason, like, we'd see, like, a whole troop of them come in, but there were only three girls attending the class. Like, why so little? Where'd they all go? I don't know. And so, again, Bathory's going through, going through the girls like crazy, and shallow, shallow graves (laughs) are still continuing. And fucking fruit pits. (laughs) Dogs eating bodies. Now, also, um, Bathory's not just killing them. She's, like, torturing them and letting them go. Mm-hmm. Kind of. So now girls are showing up in town in public with bruised faces. Sloppy. Sloppy. Bitch. Sloppy. God, didn't you learn nothing from the witch? So, um, how the hell do you say it? Treskin? Sure, that works. Uh, Bathory went to Treskin in early 1610. And uh, how do you do? You, you could just say George. George. Uh, Pello, a young man in town, saw a girl bound and violently beaten and lashed near a river. The girl was forced into the icy river in her clothes and was not permitted to remove them when she got out. Again, what, I'm I'm kind of curious what this fascination with water is. I think it was just like just it, like what you have at the time. They die slow, and and you know it's painful, maybe yeah. kind of thing. I don't know. It's a hell of a way to go. Um, a local named Georgius Habduk testified that he had seen girls who were cruelly shattered and covered in bleeding wounds and kept shackled by the creek. Fucking vicious. Fuck. Man. By the way, that's a vicious description. Cruelly shattered. Yeah. It's a hell of a description. Yeah. <laughs> they don't even speak in English, probably. Not probably even. too much pain. Yeah. Well, yeah, they don't speak English. They speak Hungarian. <laughs> you know what I meant. They can't speak any language. Yeah. yeah. They can't that's even fucking, write or, that is, That's a wonderful observation. Thank you, Nina. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> okay. Um, no, because I'm reading English. So I'm, yeah. 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 I would have never um, caught that. <laughs> uh, a craftsman by the name of Adam, I think he's a, he's a brother. Polio? No, it's not. They, they look similar. But a craftsman yeah. named Adam Polio mm-hmm. uh, stated that when he went to the castle to do some handiwork, he saw a naked woman chained to the table with a knife stuck in her foot. Seriously? Like, <laughs> this is an ornament. Welcome. By the way, could own. you imagine like walking and being like, oh my God, can I remove the knife? What what can I do? And just that woman being like, leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. If you come here, I will die. Yeah. Fuck gonna die anyway yeah probably probably um, also, anyways also uh another man by uh, george um hominy hominy stated that he saw women covered with horrible wounds their faces crushed burned and full of blue spots what did you hit? i hit the glass <laughs> okay um so yeah she's getting some pretty crazy shit yeah taking st- care shit of. is going down um, there was a judge who traveled with the countess once who, uh, Oh, we talked about this. Who noticed yeah. the bag of chains? Okay. We'll continue. Um, Oh, one thing I want to add that she had, there was a quote. It was fucking, it was just, it was brilliant. It made me laugh hysterically. Um, that, um, she needed because she was killing young, young girls. There mm-hmm. was like a 
performance and she was down one girl. Oh god, I forgot all yeah. about this. So she um she had a a lady, an older lady step in for the younger girl. Mm-hmm. And you know, the older older woman was like, "No, no, you probably prefer someone much younger." And she kept protesting. And so Bathory got a log of wood and told um where is it? Uh would wake her in the night by shoving the wood in her breast. She later tortured her until she died. This is a, the quote that just made me fucking die. Bathory said, Suckle your child, you whore. Don't let it cry. And, <laughs> and she would just shove this wood into her breast. Yeah. Crazy. By the way, so that's how she killed her in the night, right? But she actually stripped her naked and had her dance around or walk around suckling that piece yeah, of wood in the yeah. day, too. Yeah, because she, yeah, exactly. But. So, listener, at this point, like, I hope it's really becoming crystal clear how fucking devious this shit is. Like, no, it's actually this is this is Disneyland. <laughs> the, yeah, or, this, Disneyland for Manson, maybe. <laughs> she a victim of her genes? Yes. No, I don't know. What? What did you say? Is she Vic- a victim of her genes? A victim of her genes. Yeah. Like her gene pool. Genetics, yeah. 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 Well, I think I think there's something going on here for sure. Um Yeah, so her daughter uh Kata um got married and during the wedding um a little her, family bonding. Yeah, a little family bonding time, <laughs> Kata and her mother tortured and killed two maidens, even putting hot irons into their vaginas. All the while, the festivities celebrating the marriage were happening. So, yay, we just got married. Everybody's celebrating. Hey, come with me real quick. Let's go kill some people and, and let's shove some hot irons in, in their yeah. vaginas. And then let's go back out and you get some peaches. And, yeah, and, and then you get fucked later. Like. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Um, so... Then there's cover-up stories. So one story was given to the nobles uh, was that uh, at the Gynoseum, this is the Gynoseum cover-up story, Right. was that um, one of the girls had gone crazy and <laughs> stolen all of the jewelry from the other girls uh, and then in a rage killed all of them and then when she was like found out sort of, then she committed suicide. So that's what she told all the nobles. The funny thing about that is that she mentions jewelry. Mm-hmm. She mentions rage. Mm-hmm. She mentions murder. Those things, everything right there is what Elizabeth likes to do. She's like projecting her madness onto <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Onto the only thing that doesn't make sense is suicide. Because I'm pretty sure all the girls there that would get tortured would probably probably pay pay her for suicide. Like just, I'm pretty sure one of those girls killed themselves. I think I would kill myself if I knew yeah. what was going on. Yeah, at least one of them. Yeah. I'd be like, I'm out. No hot coals in my vagina. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and check out now. I'll just take a take a long walk off of this tall building and call it a day. Or or try to escape. Yeah. If I could. Although that would be pretty scary if you got caught. Yeah. So, uh, where are we now? The word is starting to spread more and more. I mean, she she's having a hard time finding girls. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I guess the, the news is starting to reach the king. Right? Yeah, and so there's an interesting way how that happens. Um, do you want to talk about that? 
You too, Dale. Okay. So, um, while this is all going on, uh, you know, there's probably at this point, maybe like 30 plus 40, between 30 and 50, let's say, of these noble women have been killed at this castle. And uh, a young reverend, Panakinutz, I'll say his name is, found, uh, he, he kind of went searching a little bit. There are these, um, uh, let's call them tunnels that, that connected the castle to with the church. the church. Yeah. So he went into the tunnels to sort of like investigate and he found um, bodies of young girls stored there. Because they're running out of space in the castle. Yeah. They're like, you know, they're doing a piss poor job of burying them. So why not just hide them in these tunnels nobody's using? Nobody's um, going to church. Yeah. I mean, not, <laughs> at least you're not going to use the tunnels to do it. Right. Um, uh, yeah. So after he found this, he wrote a letter and he tried to send it out to the Palatine. But the letter was intercepted by, by Bathory's, like, um, spy people. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so he was afraid for his life after that. And so he found some sort of secret way to get letters out, um, because he was afraid at that point, he, not only did he want to tell the King, but then he was like, they're going to kill me for sure. Even though they probably wouldn't have, because he's not like, you know, a 10 or 14 year old girl. Um, but you know, if I was him, I'd probably be pretty scared too. That many dead bodies lying around. Um, was it by way of Raven? Dark wings, dark words. He didn't trust ravens. <laughs> um, anyway, so it's actually not documented how he was able to get the letter out, but he sent out, um, I believe, two letters. I think one to King Matthias and one to um, Yorgi Thurzo, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, the crown. So here's the thing the crown did have a lot of debt. The crown owed tons and tons of money. The king of Hungary owed tons and tons of money to the Bathory family because they owed tons and tons of money to Ferenc, but Ferenc died, so he was like, well, f- I'm not going to pay this. this yeah. I'm not going to pay her this money. I owe her shit tons of money. I'm not going to give her anything. I'll be broke if I give her the money. So um, he had gotten wins of the killings of the nobles, and then this was his opportunity to get out of paying his debts. He's right. like, I can sentence her, I can kill this bitch, and then I can not only not pay her, but take her money mm-hmm. that she has, because she's probably out. At this point, she doesn't really probably have more than him. She was, after Ferenc died, she kind of went broke. She ended up like demanding that, that the king pay her his debts, and she was like selling off a bunch of stuff, like castles and stuff. Yeah. Oddly enough, He's like, oh, I, I don't have the money to pay you for the debts. But then when she was selling the castles, he bought one of the castles that she was selling. Nah. So this guy's a two-faced prick. Yeah. He uh, he actually ended up becoming a Holy Roman Emperor later. Interesting. Yeah, I know. They must. Holy is, is definitely an interesting word. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, so uh, in any case... Uh, he ends up putting Thurzo on the case, who is the Palatine or the second highest person in the land, mm-hmm. um, who happened to be her dead husband's best friend, who she was still friends with. And actually on her husband's deathbed, he had said, Thurzo, my dying wish, I need you to look after my wife and my kids. Right. So he's kind of conflicted. He doesn't really want to go after her, yep. but he kind of also needs to. Uh, by all rights, the way he should have gone after her was putting her to death. 
But I think because of this death, uh, you know, the closeness with her and the family and and with her um, deceased husband, he decided that he was either going to put her away in a convent for the rest of her life or he was going to put her on house arrest for the rest of her life and just sort of invisibilize her. And yeah. yeah. But I also think that the reason why death wasn't an option was because she was of noble blood yeah and of such high noble blood too well the king wanted yeah the king wanted to fucking kill her but but he kind of talked him out of it due to of her nobleness yeah there's there's a that's an interesting story so so let's kind of go through this in order real quick and we'll get to that part um so Thurso begins an investigation, but he's not like prosecuting her yet. There's no court trial yet. He's mm-hmm. kind of going around him and and like a, an appointed court person, or, or just going around interviewing a few people, seeing see, putting the feelers out, right. trying to see what's going on. They don't know. Um. So his initial investigation didn't really yield any physical evidence of wrongdoing. Like they didn't see any dead bodies. They went to Castle Sarvar. They didn't see any dead bodies around. Um, but there was a rumor about missing girls. Uh, there were 34 witnesses that were um, interviewed at that time, and only one had actually ever seen any evidence with their own eyes um, that anybody was tortured or anything, and yeah. they had seen like a girl with really badly burned hands. Yeah. Um, so a joint investigation co-occurring with this one turned up some moderate evidence. So this is the other guy with Thurzo. Um, and that's because they interviewed Benedict Bixerti, and he had stated that he had known of approximately 175 dead girls and had heard the sounds of beating and seen a blood stain on the wall. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that really even made this matter was because he had seen the blood stain on the wall. That was kind of what really drove the case forward, I guess, was because there was a piece of physical evidence yeah, and not an absence of people or disappearing or anything like that. They needed something really concrete to charge a noble like this with these crimes. Yeah. And that's another thing is that, you know, there was mentions of killings and not the type or like what, what caused the killings, like torture and details like that, because you need, yeah, you need strong evidence. And how do you find strong evidence if you don't have, you know, forensic science to back you up with how people died. Yeah. I mean, there's no, there's no scientific, there's no DNA or any of that back then. And then on top of that, she was also like, like we say, cleaning up her tracks super well. Places were off limits. There were hidden rooms in the castles where the stuff took place. So you're talking about, and only four people are involved with her. Right. So, I mean, you're, you're really talking about covering your tracks and not leaving physical evidence of, of what's going on. Um, plus, so far, all these people that are these these approximate 175 dead girls, sounds terrible, but they're just property. Might as well be breaking pencils, 175 broken pencils. Mm-hmm. So um, nobody appeared to have witnessed anything directly. Uh, one man, Istvan Vagi, uh, testified to witnessing magical practices against government officials uh, taking place. Um, Which... But I believe that that, that that was taking place at the other castle. Yeah. Um, proceedings and inquests continued, and uh, Elizabeth 
kind of caught wind that this was going on. You know, some of her people at the castle probably sent messages like, people are coming asking questions about you. Yeah. You yeah. know, my lady. Um, my lady. So she, so she actually shows up in court, bro. Even though she's not been sentenced or anything. Right. She shows up in court with a mother of one of the young women that had died. Mm-hmm. And that mother was like, my, my child died of natural causes. I don't remember. I think it was probably cholera again. <laughs> Yeah. Well, not only that is like th- these servants are probably being worked pretty hard regardless because if they did fall ill, she- they would get tortured regardless. But yeah, they weren't supposed to die, but she went the further step. Yeah, you were completely useless to me. <laughs> By the way, this is the only woman she was able to bring forth to the court, right? right? So either this person's daughter is the only one that actually did die of natural causes out of these hundreds, or she was paid, or she was paid. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it looks like, like from the testimony, even though she went in and she gave this stuff, it really, it, I guess it was recorded, but it wasn't included with the official documentation. Mm. So the court was kind of like, yeah, we don't really care about this, this witness. Um, so after all that, Elizabeth has seen clear signs that, She's probably going to get caught. Yeah. So she starts to write a will declaring that all her assets get passed equally to all of her three children. Uh, son, Pal and daughters, Anna and Kata. Um, this would, would be revised to uh, include her son-in-law. Uh, basically to make sure that he wouldn't get anything from her. Right. Exactly. Because yeah. there was some weird thing about that. I didn't really understand it. Um, well, like he was a, a cu- their cousin. Like, well, I don't think he was. I don't think he was blood related, but he had married Kata, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just, I mean, she just wanted to make sure that that Kata got her assets when she died, and not him. Is that what it was? Okay. Yeah, uh, and th- that revision was made um, in sixteen fourteen. Okay. So yeah, so a month later, she went to uh, Sarvar and collected, um, Bathory did, collected all her personal valuables, jewelries, and order it, ordered it sent to... Uh, Ch- Chesty? Yeah, Chesty. Um, Big Chesty and Associates. And establishing it as her official court. The king is becoming very impatient because he's like, God damn it, I owe this bitch money. I want her sentence. I want her to die. Yeah, he does. He's like, I'm not giving this bitch a penny. I need to kill this woman. So he was getting impatient with Durzo because, again, there was not enough evidence to arrest and bring charges. And um, fights were actually uh, erupting between the king's house and Durzo's house. So we're having house wars here. Yeah, I mean, you could imagine some angry letters going back and forth. Yeah. Stop dragging your feet. (laughs) You leave my husband alone, you stupid king kind of thing. Who knows? Um, Probably way worse than that. Probably. Durzo actually went to the castle to arrest the countess but after meeting with her he decided against it and it would later return with uh to the king tail between his legs yes yeah apparently I'm so sorry from what i understand like she was extremely convincing in person she's like look people are making things up of it like we had an outbreak of cholera lots of people die when there's outbreaks of cholera yeah like lots of people die from cholera that's what happened here. Like, I don't understand why you're not believing me. And he was like, maybe this is bullshit. Like, maybe it's not true. And, and he left. Yeah. Doesn't have strong enough conviction. 
<laughs> I, I just imagine her repeating cholera multiple times as she's closing the door. Cholera. Cholera. <laughs> it's like it's like like it's a Seinfeld sketch. Yeah. <laughs> cholera. I'm telling you. Yeah. It was the cholera. Riding away on his horse. Cholera. There's cholera. Um Okay, so word gets to the countess. They send word that that uh Thurzo, uh King Matthias, um and Imre McGeary, who was actually um, Bathory's son's, son's tutor. tutor, yeah, Sarvar, were going to go visit her at the castle. And now her son's tutor was one of the people who was like, I'm sure people are being killed. Like, I want to make sure that she goes down. Yeah. Kind of thing. Right. Um, so he was like against her. Um, so when she heard of the second visit, she yeah. went to Marjova. Yeah, Marjova. And do you want to... Um. So she went there to, to make herself kind of invisible from these attackers. Um, basically, what happened was she started making cakes for the visitors. I didn't know she knew how to cook. Um, and uh, so she, she was making them actually uh, out of special ingredients. <laughs> what kind of ingredients? Such as creek water. <laughs> And um, <clears throat> stuff collected in a trough, too. Yeah, her own bath water. Yeah. So um, we don't know if there's been poison put into it or not, but basically she made two cakes in the end mm -hmm. with some nice ingredients in there. And when the men arrived and ate the first cake, they all got stomach aches and felt ill. So they declared that Bathory was trying to poison them and left. Without eating the second cake. Yeah, it's too bad. It's probably really good. The cake was a lie. Yeah. Or it could have been cholera. Could have been cholera, man. <laughs> guys, you guys got cholera. Yeah, jeez. I hope you don't die. Why are you bringing cholera into my castle? Um, so, immediately after this, Imre, who was Paul's tutor, filed formal charges against Bathory for murdering a young girl, uh, and he did this with the Parliament. Um, and this kind of a charge, like somebody bringing this up, is exactly what would have been needed for the king to go ahead and bring a civil dispute against a noble. Right. So Thurzo was sort of, it sort of forced his hand at this point. Like, Imre was like, hey, like, we were going to kind of, like, try and put you in a convent or something. You're trying to poison me with cakes. I'm going to charge you with murder. Now you're fucked. Like, that was kind of like... That was the street translation of what happened with that whole situation right there. Um, so Thurzo returned on December 29th, 1610, to arrest the countess. Um, along with the servants. Along with, uh, yeah, along with the servants. That should definitely be, um, that should be known. So um, there's a letter that hints uh, about this before that. So Thurzo and his wife we're writing back and forth and his it sort of, it's not definite, but it looks like like Thurzo and his wife slipped a spy into Bathory's castle to try and suss out what was going on. Yeah. Uh, they put a cook. It sounded like in the castle to be like, Hey, like did the cook find out anything sort of thing? Are because you body parts do like check this out. Even at this time, December 29th, 1610 and the letter that, that Thurzo's wife writes to him, she kind of like, or that they're writing back and forth. They basically say like, we don't know for, they still don't know for sure whether she had done this yet. Yeah. Even as he's going to arrest her, like to bring like the charges against her, they 
don't have concrete evidence still. And he and his wife are saying like, who knows if this is absolutely true? Like, so I I mean, it's just crazy. Like nobody wants to believe it. Um, so a search for bodies begins when they, when they come. Yeah. And, uh, they found one dead girl and one almost dead girl in the cellar. The wounds were so deep that one could stick a fist through them. Yeah, that's what one of the witnesses said. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Fuck. Um, and the one one of the dead girls or the dead girl was apparently killed by being strangled execution style. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I mean, could How you... How is that? I, that's what I was thinking. What I was like, I, that is crazy. Are they on their knees and you're strangling them? Or are you like on sitting on their chest strangling them? Like, I don't actually know what execution style means. I have a feeling it's like on their knees and someone's behind them, like chokehold oh. style. Yeah, because an execution style would be on your knees with a gun pressing against your head. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, so, but the girl who was severely tortured was released. Um... And there were actually, while this was going on, while she was arrested. So here's one thing to know is that while they're looking for these, these girls, she's with the search party. Elizabeth is right there with them, not even in handcuffs or or anything like that. She's walking with them and she sees like that this is happening. And after like they pull like this dead body out and like this torture girl out, she just walks back into the castle. And there's also like the, all these witnesses from town, they were like, did you hear? Did you hear what's going on up at the castle? Like, like they got her. They so there's witnesses from town, just like, just kind of. I just imagine like just people like Looky Lou's coming up, being like, you know, they're there also watching her, watching the bodies come out. So not only do they have the people arresting as witnesses later in her trial, but they have all these witnesses from the town too. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, after this, she was put on house arrest, even though she's supposed to be in her dungeon. It kind of seems like she was allowed to like, kind of, I think she was in her dungeon for like a day or two. And then she was allowed to like roam around the castle while the trial was going on. Um, and her accomplices were captured. Um, and they gave testimony, which in those days meant they were tortured (laughs) and they got their testimony tortured out of them, which the way they were tortured and killed was equally as i gotta say to be perfectly honest i don't normally derive a lot of of pleasure in reading that kind of stuff but knowing what they were up to i took some pleasure in how they were how they were uh taken care of yeah yeah uh all i got was that their fingernails were ripped off and beheaded and burned out a stake so um you got more detail on this yes i do actually i have the sentencing here um so Okay, so let me let me get to this part first real quick. So um, in 1611, the range of girls gone missing or killed at Castle Chesty was put between 36 and 51 by the four accomplices. So that's the range that we're looking at. So somewhere That's at one castle. That's just that castle. That's just the nobles, the noble girls. Yeah. Between 36 and 51 noble girls were killed at that castle. Mm-hmm. So um there were two judicial proceedings after this testimony was extracted. One was sentencing the henchmen and one was sentencing uh, Elizabeth to right. kind of parse out who exactly did what. Um, I don't actually have concrete details on out of like the hundreds of people that were killed exactly how everything is situated. But even if she only killed 25%, it's a really large number. 
Um, although I get the feeling she killed more than that. Uh, so the sentencing, Ilona Joe was taken first, restrained by the executioner. Her fingers were torn off with iron tongs. It is alleged that she passed out after the fourth finger. After she passed out, she was then given a killing blow and tossed into a burning fire. Dorota, or um, yeah, passed out watching this and was just, she was just thrown into the fire, passed out. They were like, oh, she passed out and then they just tossed her in. She probably woke up real quick. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Fitchko was beheaded and his body was tossed into the burning pile and a crowd of onlookers was of course present. Um, and then a gibbet was erected at Sarvar after this. So they were sentenced and killed there, um, in order to, or at least, I'm sorry, let me not say that. I don't know that for sure. Um, but it, this gibbet, which is where people are, are hanged, um, was erected at Sarvar after this in order to symbolize that justice had been completed. Now, you guys will notice that one of the accomplices is missing from the sentencing. Yep. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk about that? So, Catalan uh, Benensky mm-hmm. was uh, thought as one of who was heavily coerced, having been beaten so severely that she was on bed rest for a month um, because she refused to beat a maiden. She was locked away, waiting further evidence, but was likely released quietly later. Yeah, so she she was kind of, people were like, you know what? They were like torturing this girl to make her torture people. Like, right. So they kind of very quietly let her off, it seems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, count, the countess was put in her dungeon, walled up by stonemasons. With a hole in place big enough to transport food, liquid, and feces. <laughs> Although there was there was some holes there to let in some light. Yeah, I think uh, maybe on the other side of the wall or yeah. something. Yeah. But very little holes in this on these walls. Yeah, and there was like yeah. I think a guard or two in place to make sure she didn't leave too. It was a narrow tower, right? Yeah. Yeah, I believe yeah. so. Um, so unfortunately for the king. Her being alive meant that his debts were still in place. Damn even it. Though, even though she had still been sentenced, like by the law of the land, he still owes her all this money. Right. Um, so he still wants her dead. He's like, this is not good enough that yeah. this is what happened. Um, so he pushes Thurzo to reopen the case so that true punishment can be rendered. And Thurzo declines. He's like, look, this would overly expose and embarrass the nobles. And this would cause disorder with the lower classes. Like once they know the kind of stuff that, we're all up to what, yeah. what is exactly been happening. Cause it's not just her. I mean, yeah, she's torturing and killing people, but all the nobles are doing all sorts of crazy shit. Yeah. Um, he basically throws us like, we can't do that. It's going to cause a really big problem. Like in our country and the country is already like on and off through the decades at war, like Protestants and, and um, Catholics and and the Turks. Uh, there's all this sorts of. Um, all, it's just a yeah. divide, huge divide throughout yeah. the country. I so, mean, there's either political war warfare or there's actual warfare happening. So he's like, look, like we need to try and and just keep what we've done in place. But also, aren't the families pleading? Yes. For that as well, because they don't want shame to be brought upon them. Yeah. Yeah. So so here's the interesting thing: is when she was actually walled up. Her will sort of was activated in her in her um, her uh, estate was divided amongst like everybody it was supposed to be divided amongst already, but the king didn't know that yet. 
Yeah. So he's still thinking that like, I mean, he still kind of has to pay her, but he's still thinking that he can absorb her, her, uh, her wealth and her, and her land also at this point. So, I mean, which I got to be honest, like there's a big oversight, like to not know that this happened and you're going after her sort of not just to cover your own debts, but also like to take her stuff and you can't even take anything and you're the king. How do you not know that? Um, kind of blows my mind. So he's, he's still pushing her to reopen the case. Thurzo declines. So in December, 1611, the king asks somebody else to conduct the secret trials. And, um, actually I have this person's name, by the way, in the initial trial, I think there were, 300 testimonies roughly maybe i think that there were more there was more testimony in the second trial which had 200 so it had to be less than 200 i think for the first one okay well uh, I or mean, it may I, be in a combined 300 between the two castles i got 300 in the first one and 224 in the second one i i must be mistaken then um so in the second trial which was conducted by notary andres carester uh, he yeah recorded the testimonies of 224 people, including uh, court officials, servants, administrators, townspeople, clergy, and nobles, um, all throughout Elizabeth's vast holdings. So when the investigation was was done, the kind of shit that came out was far too extreme. It not only did it did it, not only were the acts overly exposing the countess it also overly exposed ferenc and the kind of tortures that yeah. he did um and it also overly exposed other nobles that would partake in in you know terrible uh things going on um and so the king at that point was like you know what you're right thurzo we cannot kill her because <laughs> like if we want to kill her then we need to make this a public trial and if the public knows all this stuff yeah then, we're then like we're all we're all screwed. Like the game is over. If if the, if people find out the details of all these noble people, it's it's over for us. Yeah. Um. So Thursday goes, cool. I'm glad that you finally like came around to reason. And also, um, Elizabeth's Paul's uh, Elizabeth's son Paul had also written a letter, I think, to the king at this point, saying like, hey, like just to let you know. Um, my mother's will is already in place and like we already have her land and stuff and like she's locked up there like I don't really see other than shaming my family further yeah like yeah. how gain nothing how, gain how nothing. reopening the trial could help anybody stop being a dick man so so the king was like this is terrible and I can't take her land so you know yeah so let's drop it uh, but Thurzo's like hey let's just go ahead and make her legally dead so we don't have to kill her we also don't have to make a trial for this we're just legally like we'll just erase her from from our record books she's no longer alive you don't owe her any money now and the king was like awesome yeah that is the best possible. I got what I wanted that's the best so um and then later he becomes Holy Roman Emperor um so August 25th 1614 uh is when Elizabeth um, passes away. Dies a thousand deaths. Ugh. She does. She dies a thousand deaths. Um, she was singing in her room. She put a pillow under her legs and just sort of died. Yeah. And which, I mean, which is interesting because if you, she died during her, her month of birthday. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. And 
that date is when they found her. Right. Apparently, she had several plates of uneaten food. So, oh, is that true? So you're saying that maybe the guard was not telling the truth? Well, it, it there's just kind of like a range of when she could have died. Oh, okay. it could have been she she got the food and didn't eat it, or she didn't eat and died of starvation. Maybe you know, uh, it was one of those. Yeah. Yeah, it's very possible that she died of starvation. That could have definitely been, especially if she's like mentally ill. Yeah. Yeah, that happens a lot. Like religiously preoccupied mentally. Well, she wasn't really religiously preoccupied. Anyways, um, one thing I'd like to add, even though we just talked about her being killed, is just a little bit of extra just desserts, which is that Thurzo's, um, I believe it was his wife, would go and visit Elizabeth at her castle. She'd like, oh, stop by and talk to her through the wall and stuff. But then she was also like plundering the castle so much so that the court actually issued a notice barring her from being at the castle. <laughs> and like, I think wrote to Thurzon was like, keep your wife out of the castle because she's stealing everything there. Like it's Klepto. not, it's like not cool that stuff belongs to other people. She can't be stealing it. Um, That's okay that Bathory's stealing people's lives. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that the court did this. Um, so yeah, August twenty fifth ish, sixteen fourteen, uh, which is when her will was was amended was in sixteen fourteen. So right before she was gonna die, she amended her will, which is odd. I found it very odd that she amended her will even though the assets had already been distributed. She must not have understood exactly what had happened. Mm-hmm. Well, she was kind of crazy. Yeah, you think? Yeah. Oh, dude, that's the crazy thing. Even backtracking again. When she was like making the cakes and stuff. So the day that she was arrested earlier that evening, because they came in the night earlier. um, I'm sorry, not the day she was arrested. The day that she was visited by the king and Thurzo and and her son's tutor. Earlier that evening, that um, the lady of the wood, the witch, had come up to the castle and they were like doing spells and they were like talking about oh, the moon, bring us 90 black cats and all this sorts of... I read it, and it sounds fucking ridiculous. Sounds like a six-year-old, like, making (laughs) shit up. It's so stupid. It's insane. It's insane how stupid the shit is. Like, the... And you got, like, one of the wealthiest women on the planet at the time. Yeah. Like, out there with her. Like, you send me the the black cats, moon. (laughs) Whoa. Also, yeah, that, that, that witch was definitely killed. I think she was burned alive or something. All witches burn. I'm pretty sure she was burned alive. Yeah. yeah. All witches burn. Um, another thing to say, um, just as like a little little thing as well, which is that we mentioned that everybody had been tortured back then for their testimony that was involved. And that's because during this particular time period, you were guilty until proven innocent. So you were sort of, it was assumed. So, yeah. Um, everybody's do everybody did it yeah so that's 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 all the information that i have yeah um a couple things about i guess the bathory story um there's a lot of basically art based off of this there's books plays and the reason why we're bringing this up is because of music this is a metal podcast after all yeah after all um, that, <laughs> so uh, well, some of the books that that come out, you know, they, it's you know, 
basically fiction and you know based in truth but it's stuff about like her being a descendant of vlad the impaler which weren't i can't remember if they were at the same time or not i don't know i think they they were earlier yeah it was earlier i think he was earlier yeah yeah um and then there's like a curse of bathory 400 years later that's another book uh uh a book about basically Elizabeth explaining her crimes because it was due to inbreeding and, and um, her, the, the archaic environment. Um, and then there was another book that was based off of a pact with Vlad to complete his legacy. Like all these, all these books of fiction that are based off of Elizabeth. And um, it's just kind of interesting to see the, the big list of them because, uh, I don't know. It's such a interesting and unique story. Speaking um, of, uh, even with all this information said, another idea which I've read is that she was not killing people. She was trying to heal people. Because she was torturing, she was learning on how to fix people. Yeah, <laughs> so a- cutting... They would then prod them with, you know, hot irons to cauterize their wounds. So she was, and she does have history of, like, um, working in hospitals and stuff like that. So you think it was sort of like a Nazi-style medical research kind of thing, right? So I mean, not I'm not saying that, but other research suggesting that hey, listen, maybe she wasn't trying to do this, just kind of trying to think outside the box. So, and. I don't, Which is just as crazy. I think just, about that. I know with as crazy as the story is, I have no problem <laughs> believing that as a possibility. Right. Just thinking about that woman that they found in the in the cellar or the dungeon with the fist size hole in her. Uh-huh. Just thinking like, oh, so she like maybe she opened them up and was like, oh, this is interesting. Oh, I'll figure out how to heal them. Oh, I'll do it later. <laughs> Like just she kinda, just got, they, they got she, enough blood. She got bored? Yeah, she's just like, oh, yeah. And then maybe she had ADD and just kind of left the room, forgot about them. Or maybe she was so... The reason why she'd go into fits of rage is because she was OCD. Because, oh, God damn it, I can't keep it clean, kill. Yeah. God. I'm not I'm not going to... I'm not on board with that. <laughs> I lost her. I, I'm still alive. I lost her. <laughs> so... Silence. So um, um, I'm just going to go ahead and mention where I got my information from uh, on this, which is, uh, I mean, basically I've been sort of researching uh, Elizabeth just in free time, so just information on the internet. But most of my information from this actually came from a book um, called Infamous Lady, The True Story of Countess Elizabeth Bathory by Kimberly Craft, uh, and this is really great because um, Kimberly or Miss Craft um, uses uh, court depositions and like letters that uh, remain intact and on file uh, for all of the information in the book. So, and she also talks about previous things that that were written and like maybe inaccuracies of dates or things of that nature. And she she definitely like kind of lets you know what she thinks happens, but she's not 
overly in your face about it. Uh, so I think is just as far as getting actual information, uh, it's one of the only historical books I think I've really been able to read. Um, so I, I, I really enjoyed it. And with as long as, as these two um, episodes have been, I mean, there's still so much information yeah. that I can't, I mean, just, this is, if you thought this was long, this is me being very kind because pages and pages and pages of this book, I could have just read the book to you. Or like read other pieces of information out loud for like hours, and yeah, I, for I think it would have been just as informative. But this is us trying to be succinct. Yeah, I I, I also read the same book, and I was writing down notes, and I'm like, all of this makes so much sense and should be used, but can't because that would be cruel. So um, I highly recommend you as a reader, if you, I mean listener, if you have enjoyed this. I think you should definitely go out and check this book out. It's pretty, I think it's like $10 on Kindle, Amazon Kindle. Super cheap. I, uh, I read the book Countess Elizabeth Bathory, The Life and Legacy of History's Most Prolific Serial Killer. And that's by uh, Charles River Editors. And it's a very brief um, kind of synopsis of everything it was about 50 pages it, that book's about three dollars on kindle so super cheap and it just kind of it gets to the point it doesn't elaborate on much right but you know you kind of get the the brief overview of everything the kimberly craft actually dives into other parts of the families yeah. too which was you know and by the which is nice yeah. but we want to know what the hell it was not, it was the thing that was, that was when, like doing the research for this, obviously some of that wasn't really important. Right. But I think in getting to know like what the family dynamics were and stuff, I found that to be pretty cool. And yeah. Fun. Like I definitely read most of that. I, at some points it was like, you know what? Two generations back. I don't need to know this kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. And the book that I referenced, it was kind of interesting because it went through basically all the books that were written about Elizabeth and Kimberly Craft's book came up as like heralded as one of the best books because it's based off of like factual documents. Yeah. Yeah. The one thing I was always uh, curious about though, is that like you said that there's that one book in a museum mm -hmm. that they're like, Oh yeah, we're not going to open it. Oh yeah. You know, that actually, that's a great, that's a really great, um, yeah, so during the the trials, actually during the third trial, the one where the king was really trying to kill her because she wasn't dead yet, there was one person who had said that the death toll was higher than about three, two or three hundred, which is kind of where everybody else said it was. She said it was about five to six hundred somewhere in there, I believe. And um, she's the only one out of hundreds of people to say that the death toll was that high. Right. Um, she was a little bit younger. And um, they weren't really sure why she said that it was so much higher. Um, but there is a book in a museum. Uh, basically, she said that she knew that it was that number because she had known that, that the countess took like a careful um, tally of everybody who died and that it was in this book. And there is a book 
but it's in like poor condition and I don't believe it's been translated or anything or really poured over and it's just kind of sitting unread to the best of my knowledge in like a museum in Hungary. So, um, it may be true that the death toll is that high. Um, but open the book up. Yeah. I mean, that would be really cool. It might be in just such poor condition that if you turn the page, just disintegrate, who knows? Yeah. Um, but for the purposes of this podcast, my belief is probably going to be that the death toll is probably between 250 to 400, somewhere in there. Maybe 250 to, I mean, 350 would be probably more what I'm thinking. But if I had to give like a wide range, sure, why not? Yeah, I mean, I could agree. It was pretty high. It was pretty high. My my book stated 600 to 650, and it said historians. So who knows? Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I think that that would be based off of that girl's testimony. Probably. Would be my, would be my best guess. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so. Um, if you guys want to listen to any uh, Elizabeth Bathory-inspired songs. Yes. Um, there's a ton of metal out there to listen to. Yep. Um, one of them, well, I'll, I'll go through a couple of them. Uh, so... Venom, Countess Bathory, classic. classic. I've, it's been covered so many times. <laughs> like, you could probably find 10 covers of it easily. There should um, probably just be an album called that, where it's all, co- yeah, covers all the covers. Of yeah. Um, and of course, Bathory, the band, uh, they do Women of Dark Desires. I love that song so much. Or should I say, He Does? Yeah. <laughs> it's re- yeah, it's, yeah. He, he did? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's yeah, he did, but surprisingly, that's like the only song that he's written about Elizabeth Bathory. Is that true? I guess that is true. I didn't f- come across anything else, huh? I guess, that, yeah, yeah, I guess so, huh? huh? Uh, the there was so I found this kind of interesting, I didn't know it, but there's a Hungarian black metal band called Tormentor, and on their demo, uh, Anno Domini. There's a track called Elizabeth Bathory, but it was later covered by Dissection um, on... Uh, Dead where, Angels Lie. Yeah, Where Dead Angels Lie in 1996, and that's where I know it from. Yeah. I had no idea about this Tormentor cover. Fucking classic album. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I actually had to listen to that album after listening to that song. I was like, oh, yeah, okay, let's yeah. do this. Fucking love that album. Um. Uh, let's see, the, the band Ghost, uh, there's a song, Elizabeth. Uh, song Cradle by of Filth. S- yeah, Cradle of Filth. Cruelty of the Bee, or Cruelty and the Beast. Yeah. Um, Slayer, uh, song Beauty Through Order. I think that's a great track name for that. Yeah, man. I mean, it's pro- it's based off of the myth, I'm sure, but it's literally I get an image of blood splattering onto a wall. Yeah, like when I when I hear the the title. Yeah, there's um, I I found this kind of interesting. It's a song by Sun O, uh, that's called Bathory Elizabeth, and it's supposed to be a cover of Bathory's um, Fine Day to Die. Yeah, it's more of like a noise track. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, but that's that's the band. Like every song is that. That I mean, of what you I've know, listened to. You know what's weird is I found that oddly, uh, oddly um, enjoyable. Like at, at like the first part of it, I was like, I don't know about this, but by the end of it, I was like, 
I, was, I had my window open and I was like, I wonder what my neighbors think of me right now. Cause I'm just like, I'm down now. I'm listening to this. Like I'm just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. They, I like the track. I, I didn't hear the song. Yeah. I liked the track. So yeah. also there's uh Camelot. They released a three parter. Um, uh, let's see. Part one is mirror mirror. Part two is Requiem for the innocent. And part three, fall from grace off of their 2001 album. Karma. They're more a symphonic metal band. Uh, yeah. So, is that everything? I, there's there's a lot more. Yeah, there's, there's just a go lot. on and on. Yeah. I mean, they they also did. did there was um, uh, Villa Vem, Vampira, Vampiria, by death metal band God Dethroned. I mean, there's I haven't heard that name in a long time. There's plays. Wow. And there's like operas and all this stuff yeah. after this. So. And hip hop artists have tried. Interesting. Enough. I would love to hear one of those. Is it Necro? Is that who it is? Oh, Candlemass also did one. Bleeding yeah. uh, Baroness. So, guys, like, really, if you got Spotify, just, you know, start adding these tracks to You can yeah. make an Elizabeth Bathory oh. playlist. I actually. Bathe in have... Blood by Evil. Did you do it? Yeah. What did you say? <laughs> oh, in yeah. Blood. Yeah. Remember? No, no, by Evile. By Evile. So, so they did one too. Yeah. Who? What's that guitarist's name? It's uh, Old Drake. Yeah. 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 I love that guy's a hell of a guitar player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There's just there's just a lot of stuff going on here with Bathory. Yeah. Check it out, Bellas. Check it, and, and ladies. ladies, and philades. <laughs> Philade. Geo. <laughs> Lellas and filladies. Yeah. That sounds like I'm getting BJs. It's, yeah, it's getting some filladies, you know. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> Got some BJs with the with the what did I say? Lellas? Lellas and filladies? <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Yeah. I think, I think that, we're done. I think that's it. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Like to, to Thank you. Yeah, we, we hope that you've enjoyed this. I know it's a lot of information, but um, this is who Bathory is, and she is legend in our metal community. So um, we hope that you've enjoyed learning about her and that we haven't just kind of ra- – that we've kept it in, in a good order and haven't just rambled. Yeah, and if you'd like to comment, uh, metalnewsreviews at gmail.com, please. Yeah, metalsnewsreviews. At, at gmail.com. gmail.com. Yeah, and let us know if we missed anything or if we should add, Shut add the anything fuck up. or if we're fucking wrong and yeah, we should go to hell. Yeah, if if you've got information that, that says that we're wrong and you've got a good source for that information, please write to us. Let us know what the source is. Tell us so we can correct ourselves and then let people know what the what the right thing is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can also follow us on Facebook at metallurgy official that's one l in metallurgy uh instagram metallurgy cult kvlt yeah and uh it's the same thing at twitter the twatter so you can you can twat our tweets over at twitter (laughs) uh yeah so uh this is martin this is matt and this is dina thank you guys goodbye